Uh, welcome to the Fellowship Podcast, a podcast for us, by us. On each episode, we invite a couple other fellas from different social, economic, and professional backgrounds to come on and discuss a variety of topics ranging from relationships uh, to finances, entrepreneurship, social justice, uh, politics, and more. No topic is off limits and no topic is too controversial. I'm your host, Terry D. Swain, and I'm joined today by a few of the fellas, Mr. James Brown, and my brother Chu. So I like to open always with an icebreaker and uh, that's relevant to the topic. So I'm going to say a word or a phrase and then I want you to tell me in 30 seconds or less what are the first thoughts that come to your mind. Accountability. What comes to your mind when you hear the word accountability? If somebody approached me with the word accountability and I had to break it down to what I thought about it, the first thing that came up, what am I doing? You know what I mean? What am I doing about everything that I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Am I holding myself accountable? Am I doing it? And I'm, I'm normally real self-critical to make sure I can always be better, but accountability is a word that's important in my day. Yeah. You know? All right. All right, cool. Rap music. Rap music. I think rap music is an expression. Um, it's, uh, I'll call it a forceful ex- expression of an experience that um, that we as melanated folks have gone through. Okay. That's how, how I would talk about it. Okay. All right. Since I know James uh, does music and has for a long time, uh, he and I actually did music together for a while. I guess I got those tracks. Yeah. So I want to just go ahead and throw that back over to you, and I'm going to hit you with one more. Yeah. But rap music. <clears throat> um, now, it's different for me because it's my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of times when I write, I don't write, I don't fabricate. So I, um, I've learned in life to always speak truth because somebody else is hearing it. And whether people think so or not, they should be accountable to what comes out of their mouth because you're training people. Yeah. And I always felt that way in rap music. You're training people. I was trained when I listened to rap music to do the things that was being said in this music. So right. I had to start making sure what I spew is pleasantful. You know what I mean? Something yeah. that'll help you rather than something that'll harm you. Okay. You know? I like that. Like that's, and that's on topic with what we'll be talking tonight. We'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, but the last word is parenting. What are your thoughts on what comes to mind? Um, parenting. Um, responsibility to pass on good, to foster good, to uh, shepherd the next generation. Um, make sure that, you know, you're leaving um, the place better than you. You, you met it through your kids or yeah. through through whoever comes after you. Yeah. Man, we're going to get into that too as well <clears throat> because I, I have a, a great philosophy on parenting and uh, how, like you said, things go from one generation to the next generation. So our discussion topic for tonight's episode is the boy versus the man. So in the midst of the ongoing controversy right now surrounding the Grizzly Superstar, basketball player Ja Morant, a post was sent to me by one of my good friends, well, actually one of my cousins. And um, the caption of it said, if rap music has a 23-year-old, $20 million man ready to lose it all, what do you think it is doing to the kids that have nothing? So my hope is that something will be said tonight that can speak to that and really give uh, a good perspective from both sides. Um, from 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 where the music is coming from and those who are listening to it, so I want to preface this first question uh, that we'll be we'll talk from 
uh, by saying allegedly. I, I read somewhere that John ja Morant's favorite rapper is NBA Youngboy. So my first question um, is, should rap music carry the brunt or the blame for the bad choices that Ja and many of our young black men are making? I wouldn't say that it's totally rap music's fault, mm -hmm. but it's a culture we come from, so we're hearing that and we... Nobody said, nobody told us, hey, don't listen to what they're saying. It can poison your mind. <laughs> right. Nobody's said that to us. Right. We just was like, that's the right thing to do. And there's no censor on the radio right. when you hear it, or and on the record. Now, at the same time, to the defense of music, they have been trained to put out this kind of music because that's what sells. Yeah. So now, oh, just remember it's a business and the, the, the excuses, I'm not, I shouldn't be held accountable about what I say because mm -hmm. I'm not a role model. Right. Well, you should have some type of scholar in it telling you that you are responsible for what you yeah. say and you are a role model and yeah. people look up to you. So a John ja Morant ja mm -hmm. will go into a practice with headphones on, listening to his favorite rapper. What is he putting in his brain? Mm -hmm. I listen to ebooks, and I remember a lot of words like I drive to work an hour. Mm -hmm. I hear an ebook. Drive I, time university. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. And I'm, I'm learning and learning and picking up things. And then sometimes I say, I don't think I want to listen to music right now. Mm -hmm. But then when I do listen to music, I'm learning the words. Right. Some of those, I don't want to hear that. I might want to hear something more jazzy or something bluesy because I want to infect my soul with something good. So I start my day great. And just short story to that, John Morant starts his day with a pair of headphones on mm -hmm. listening to young uh, NBA young boy. And I don't blame him. He's 23 years old. Yeah. I know what I was like when I was 23. Yeah, that's what I was going to go. <laughs> I was going to ask. Just <laughs> right. from, from, a, from that age perspective, you know, relating to you, like you, you had to grow and develop and mature to this person. Right. Now, that, with that philosophy. Right, and I'm yeah. 20 years later. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. took a long time. It shouldn't have took a long time. It should have took two years. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he should, John, John Morant should be in a bubble. He should be in a box and somebody should be protecting his mind mm -hmm. and putting the right things in it yeah. so he can become a whole lot better. But I, I heard some something about him today. He's doing cryptic messages on, on Twitter. They thought he was going to kill himself because, you know, now he's mm -hmm. suspended for like 40 games. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, 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 it's been harsh. And it's like. And I, we're going to get into that too, man. Like the punishment doesn't fit the crime. But, um, uh, or the offense. Let me, um, so a lot of things that he said, and I'll talk about myself personally. Um, we throw out the word accountability. I'm going to throw out the word maturity. Mm. Right. So I think that's the difference between, um, point A and point Z or mm -hmm. whatever, wherever John, John Moran is on this, on this spectrum. Yeah. Right. Is maturity. Right. Um, I was a young boy listening to, um, Notorious B.I.G. was my favorite mm -hmm. um, back in the day. Uh, but somebody came and said to me that um, you're very hostile. You're very uh, angry. You're very, and I was never raised like that. I mean, yeah. I was, my dad is like Bible, Bible, Bible. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so, and it took me to have some moment of reflection, right? And I noticed my language was, I could, there was not a sentence without a curse word. Yeah. I, 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 that was not how I was raised, so. I just did like a moment of introspection. I was like, this is not who I am. And I just cut out rap music. Yeah. And then it was, it was, you know. Um, Classical and jazz. It was, it, it, no, no, no. <laughs> I just started listening to Christian music. Okay. Anything that spoke about God. Mm -hmm. And I noticed within a month, my language changed. Mm -hmm. And, and so something that James said that I think is important is what you put in is what you become. Yeah. You know, yeah. so your garden is, I know we've talked about this, is yeah. you don't protect your garden, you're going to get weeds. That's right. And so, yes, there's a responsibility 
of the rapper or whoever puts out whatever they put out. But we are responsible to guard ourselves. Mm -hmm. But again, he may not be mature to do it. And to James' point, where's his counsel? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And is he listening to his counsel? Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah, two separate yeah, yeah. And that's why I put maturity because those are times when I didn't listen to counsel. counsel I've always had counsel. But then I started to listen to counsel and I saw the benefits. And I started making small appreciable changes. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a different person than I was when I was 18. So let's. So, so. what about this? So if we, we we've got to give him space to grow. But I think when I say we, I'm talking about those who look like us. Mm -hmm. Because those who are on the other side of that, outside of the culture, they don't understand the language. You know, it's almost like with the, with, with the word nigga. I'm going to go ahead and just say it. Uh, I have the freedom to say it, but those outside of the culture, yeah. you know what I'm saying, outside of my, my black experience, they can't under, they don't understand it, so they don't, they don't have the right to use it like I do, if that makes sense. So not that I walk around using the word, but I'm just saying I can use it within my black experience, with my culture, with my community, and no one gets offended. You know what I'm saying? Um, but because we understand the language. But I think what's happening in society is outside of our black experience, outside of our culture, they look at John Morant and say, oh, he's another, you know, like AI. You know what I'm saying? He's untamed. He's wild. He's a, you know what I'm saying? He's a, he's a fireball. But... Within the culture, we understand where it's coming from. Everybody who who flashes a gun on social media is not a gangster. Yeah. Everybody who listens to rap music or NBA Youngboy is not a gangster. You know, something both of you guys said, you were saying that, uh, you know, there's an accountability aspect of what we put out, but then you have labels pushing this. So there's no censorship to music for, you know, for, for a, a young guy and even if the censor was the censorship was there, he still has the choice to listen to whatever he wants to. So I guess what I'm saying is that I believe that we do give him space to grow, but at the same time, we also have to have people within the black experience, within the culture, within our community, holding him accountable or talking to him. And I don't know if there I'm sure there are people who've reached out to him, but we don't know. Is what, he accepting it? If, Is he listening yeah. to these people and so forth? I was thinking about that too. I said, how come no other how come a LeBron James or somebody didn't grab his coattail and say, hey, man, sit down somewhere. Hey, cut it out. The first time. Well, yeah, the first time it happened. Yeah. Well, maybe they did, and he was mm -hmm. like, don't tell me what to do because I'm John Morant. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm becoming yeah. something big. Yeah. But then even at the same time, you went to a college. You was around some education. Somebody, you have an agent. Somebody gave you this money. Somebody's giving you an allowance. Somebody's doing all of this for you. Right, and right. They, and you're doing this every every night. Not Not the same incident. But you're always out at the clubs. You're always out doing this. You're hanging out with, is it the company you keep in? Or, is, or, or, and this is another thing I'm entertaining, or is somebody pushing you to do this to build your brand bigger? Mm-hmm. Is somebody saying. Yeah, because controversy sells. Yeah, controversy sells. Now, it costs, too, because you got to look at, you know, he's getting, he's getting hit financially. C controversy in the realm of basketball sales, mm -hmm. not in the realm of what he's doing. He's losing money. Now, James, you, you, you're knocking out the park. It is it is the company we keep, yeah. right? I, I, I can tell you a time where, you know, when you, where, where you, you know, what they say, you're, you're show me your friends show and I'll show you. Best friends and I'll show you who you are. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and what it is is 
and I've told you stories about my son. Right? There, there is a cloud of, of people, however far they are in your yeah. in your circle, right? They are seeing you do something. Yep. Right, and they're either reflecting you or mm-hmm. or, or or they're mirroring you, or they they going away from you. Yeah, right, you and somebody yeah. knows somebody knows what you're doing, yeah. and somebody either co-signs or says, mm-hmm. "Hey, man, that's not a good idea." And you, the more people yeah. that co-sign, you start to get a kind of validation that you're doing something that is right. You and see the same guy in the video with him with the braids, yeah. the short guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in every video that they yeah, got yeah. there's something bad in. Yeah. He's in okay. every one of them. And the danger of yeah. that is birds of a feather not only flock together, but they fly to the same destination. Yeah. So if you notice. John Moran is flying this way, yeah. But in that crowd, it's turning him because you're right. If he had, if he's out forty games, what does he have to do with that free time? You see what yes. I'm saying? Yep. Like, is it? You see what yep. I'm saying? It could yep. easily it's, transition him to flying to a different destination. And, and it's harder to pull up than to pull down. Exactly. So, so the reason I started, I'm using myself as an example. There's a guy. I was in Morehouse College, and so I went to Morehouse College twice. I, I got kicked out one time and I came back. So this I'm the yeah, you told I'm the I perfect think, story yeah, for the, what we're talking story, about yeah. here. So I, I pledged a fraternity, I went I went buck. Mm-hmm. I, I was not going to class. I was doing everything that I wasn't supposed to do. This guy, Matt Steve Hutchinson, said to me, he said, You can't you can't hoot with the owls at night and mm-hmm. rise up with eagles in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said to him, like, well, this, this is what we're <laughs> right. talking about. Right? And so, you know, I got put out, you know, yeah. I, I you know, but I came back, and he was still there. Yeah. But this time, every word he said it was, was, it was, it was, yeah. and I became that guy. Yeah. Where I'm like, I see people, I'm like, <laughs> right. no, this is not going to end up well for <laughs> right. it. Because I, I lived it, and I, you can see it yeah. coming up. So, there, so, so the point to this, bringing this up, there was a time where Master Chief was consistent, mm-hmm. right? There's somebody in John Moran's life saying, that's not going to end well. Yeah. But he's not listening because he hasn't reached that that place of mm. understanding, that place of yeah. maturity where it, it it starts to you know dial in. Yeah. So I came back to Morehouse, same guy, and I'm the one going. He he wants this another one. He said he said if your friend is going to Detroit and you going to California, are you on the same Greyhound? He told me that when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this man ever talking about? Yeah. You know. But what it means is. If you have already bought a ticket, you understand where you're going. Yeah. If your friend is going somewhere else, you're not on the same. You're not yeah. on the same Greyhound. Yeah. You know. And not so first, thing. define yourself. What do you want out of life, and go get that thing. Yeah. And yeah. so I mean, that's a great point, yeah. man. I think we all we I think we, we all go through. Well, speaking for myself, yeah. and you said your experience, and you know we have uh, shared experiences, but as young black men. Um, we go through those experiences, and sometimes alone, you know, and sometimes without the hand of guidance uh, or the, the voice of wisdom, w- wisdom there to to guide us. But some kind of way, you know, if we live long enough, we we eventually find our way. You know, some kind of way God intervenes in the path. We see that there's a kind of like a trend of young black men flashing guns on social media. So that's nothing new. What he's done. We also see. A lot of pictures, especially here in the South or from the, I'll just say from uh, uh, a certain party where we see whites in campaign ads trying to get elected. What's the difference between 
you know, jaw flashing a gun on social media than, you know, these guys showing them in their ads. Or like you saying how Kent, when he was running for mayor, sitting with the boy and he had the gun and the rifle in his hand. Right. There, there really is a huge difference. The huge difference starts to be like this. Um, we, we as black people and black men, black women, everything, we have a, we have a habit of following tradition mm -hmm. and carrying on the same tradition. Yeah. I don't think life is about doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. I think life is about evolving. Yeah. So there's no, we have to understand that they put a stigma on us. It's like a blanket they put over us, and that's the stigma. And we said, we're not going to take it off. We're going to be warm in it. Mm -hmm. When we could have said, you're not going to do, you're not going to make me look like this. Let me tell you a story. This guy while I was working, he, um, he was cool with me. He liked mm -hmm. me and everything. But he would come around and he would say, when I would come in the building, he would say, here comes trouble. Uh, Here comes trouble. Yeah. Oh man, you know, oh man, what's gonna happen with this guy? Da 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 da. Yeah. And so one day, after he did it the first time, I was like, "How's everybody else hearing that?" Mm-hmm. Because he's white, mm -hmm. he has influence. That's right. So I pulled him to the side one day and I said, "I know you don't mean no harm by it, and that's just something everybody does." Wow. But when you when you address me next time, yeah. Say, "How's that great guy doing?" Man. Say, say, here comes that good guy. Yeah. So we have to stop. Or call from, me by my name. Yeah. Or call me by my name. Yeah. Right. But don't say I'm trouble because. You have influence, and everybody that hears you say that is repeating what you said. I like that because I just recently had the same thing happen to me, but it was with another black guy. Yeah. It was in, I, I know he was joking, and it was all in, you know, fun to him, but he didn't know me well enough yet. We only had a couple conversations. Right. So I had to do the same thing. I had to immediately say, hey, you know, don't don't call me that. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not stupid. That's not what I am. And, yeah, and he tried to explain that, you know, I was just saying. I said, yeah, and I'm just saying. Don't call me that because that's not who I am because I don't, you know, I believe in the power of words, right. you know. That's and like true. you said, someone else could hear that. And if they hear that, then now they'll think, oh, number one, they're thinking I'm okay with it. That's who you are. That, right, and that's who I am. Yeah. But, um, but also, I was watching, I wasn't watching, but it's, the channel some, some way ended up on this country station, mm -hmm. country music station. And I think it's just over the night after something I was watching just went off, and in the morning it was just they played country music on this channel, uh, or videos. And that was this guy in this video that was telling a story. You know how country music has a story about how he went to murder this guy that was living in a single wide trailer, and he he's walking through the story. He did something to his his some some female in his life. And he walks through the story of how he went to the house, kicked in the door, woke the man up, killed him, called the police, and went and sat on the front porch and waited till the police got there. Okay, so why don't they try to ban those type of videos versus when they see us doing things from, I, from that we we're just reporting the news just like maybe this guy maybe that was a story ripped from the headline. As I was saying, as I was saying, that's the reason why I brought up the guy who said that mm -hmm. and you had your experience with it, yeah. and you had to stop him and say yeah. hold up. We have to stop them and say hold up mm -hmm. because what they're doing, they they steal every. I mean, they take everything from us. They mm -hmm. take our ideas. They take the way we and they create it. I was thinking about this. Do the exact same thing. But right, but it's okay because it's in a, a lighter area. Yeah. It's in a world to where, uh, mind you, we're only bad because we're black. Mm -hmm. We're only bad because they said for a while to the world, hey, don't like them if they look yeah. this color because they're monkeys. They like watermelon and they're chicken. Violent, and, they're violent. Right, this is who they are. Yeah. When, I don't know if you ever seen a, um, one of the videos when people come into the country for immigration. 
you see this video, and they tell you this video, and in the video, they got all these nice things happening. Of course, you know the people that's in these videos. Yeah. Everybody except us, or maybe one of us. Then when they get to, they can, you can get to the bad things in the world, and it's all us. Mm-hmm. They're, telling, they're training people as soon as they come yeah. into the country, don't deal with these people. Yeah. Same reason I never why, knew that. Yeah, same reason why from the beginning, since if you want to think about slavery or anything, mm-hmm. all they called them was bad. Gave, made, gave us a Bible to read. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Did certain yeah. things to us. So what it did is train our mind. Mm-hmm. And so we, you ever go by somebody and you say, man, I'm going to do this. And they say, don't forget you're black. Mm-hmm. We're taught to hurt ourselves. Yeah, You can't make it nowhere you're because right. you're black. Yeah. What we should be, I, I worked a job and I told him, I said, let me tell you something. A guy told me, that country guy, he said, man, don't, don't forget you're black. I'm tired of remembering that I'm black. Mm-hmm. Now I remember I'm a person just like everybody else and I'm equal to everybody yeah. else. And you're not going to take that from me. That's right. And I'm not going to let nobody sit and tell me that they can't make it because they're black. You know what I mean? That's the yeah. book I got. Yeah, and, that's, that's, you know, and yeah. that's one of our problems is because we're so used to being. Go ahead and plug your book too, man. Oh, we had it. <laughs> yeah. I got a book right now. It's on Amazon, um, Barnes & Nobles. It's written by J. Brown. It's called um, Get the F Up. The F is E-F. And it's just a, a motivational series. It's about a lot of things that we're talking about now and how, like I, I say in the book, I'm not my ancestors. Mm-hmm. I'm somebody different. You know what I mean? They taught me a lot, and I took it and ran with it in my mind. Right. And that's what I teach my kids. So there's the communities I would live in or the places I put my kids in school or even the places I go. Like you were saying about why can't they have guns and everything. Mm-hmm. We all should have guns, but we all should be responsible with them. Yeah. See, the difference between John Moran and a white person, you're not following their rules or you're not playing the game the way it should be played. You should have a licensed gun. You shouldn't be waving it around because that can make you lose your license and your gun. You should be responsible. So if you wanted to have a gun around and let people know you got it, hey, I'm a responsible gun owner, and these are things that we should do. So let me just throw this in there. So the conservatives who are calling Morant a poor role model are the same ones who call Kyle Rittenhouse uh, and the guy who choked out Joel and Neely on the on, so, they call them heroes. Mm-hmm. So, so you, 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 I'm just saying again, it goes back to the mindset. But do you understand what so, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, you, you, you did a, you did a, a lot right there. The <laughs> mm-hmm. I, every, I mean, these are things that I have had to. So I was military two yeah. decades, right? I'm always one of you know, yeah. and and uh, I got commissioned, so I was an officer. So. You know, there's not too many uh, black officers. Yeah. And so what I learned and some of the, a lot of it I picked up from Morehouse was uh, when I say define yourself is no matter what, it's the person in power that has the narrative. Mm-hmm. Right. People right. with the team but, right here. But, right yeah. but, but the answer to that in, in another, I don't know who, I, I forget my quotes now, but it, it says you are what you answer to. Mm. Yeah. Right. So. Even in responding to someone that calls you what's not your name, right. you are empowering that person. Yeah. So you are what you answer to, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning that if you call me something that I am not, I don't respond to it, mm-hmm. right? So I already negate who or what you're trying to do because right. I have defined myself, right? So that's something I struggle with that I'm, I'm, I'm that I I hold dear to is like yeah. I am not what you call me. I'm what I define myself as in the morning. What God calls me, and all that, yeah. right? Now the narrative is, um, you know, if people that do psychology they call it inferiority complex, right? Maybe. They know we they are, we are a threat. How do you diminish a threat? You speak. You speak less of it, right? That's right. You you try to take away the power, oh, but but it's in anyone that no one can take away 
what you are unless you let them, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's really fundamentally what it is. Now, yes, they can harm you, kill you, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there are systems. Yeah, yeah. There, there are things. Yeah, yeah. There are things in place. Yeah. Don't, I'm not yeah. trying to. Yeah, but like, I know what you're yeah. saying. But we give power to these forces when we respond to it. Mm-hmm. Now, did John Morant kill anybody? No. no. Right? A question you asked early on was, um, why is the punishment? Right? Yeah. So let's go back to America as a whole. We have a gun culture. Second Amendment. We wave yeah. this thing. This is the Second Amendment is almost more important than God. Yeah. yeah. Do you understand? And and more important than life. Yeah. You know. And and this is touted by conservatives yeah. and, and that group, you know, uh whatever Venn diagram you want to call it, right. they it, they tout that, yeah. right? And so a a black man waving a gun, he has done he has not committed any no crime. Problem. He's waving a gun. Why is the NBA? Yeah. Um I w- I will bet money that you know, some of the NBA owners are NRA, NRA yeah, you know, so it's, so it's so it's a hypocrisy mm-hmm. that will comp- continue to pervade. We're bringing attention to this, right? Yeah. We, and, and when I say we, you know, all this media attention. He has done nothing wrong. Yeah. He's waving a weapon. Yes, there's responsibility of, yeah, of you know, having a weapon and things like that. And, and he should be smarter. And that's why I started with maturity. Mm-hmm. There's no need... If I have a weapon on my body, there's no need for anybody to know that. Yeah. You know, why are you doing a video to do that? So that's part of that maturity thing, but yeah. he has done nothing wrong. Do you know and your contract has a clause? Uh, NBA contract Yeah, has I was going to say that's the only thing that I they, didn't know that. that yeah, how, yeah. You, how you represent the NBA? Yeah. I didn't that's know why that. he's that's why he's in trouble. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's not the guns. It's not the guns. Well, there's a gun but, law but, too but that goes along with that. Certain things you cannot have. Okay. Okay, then you can't be seen with almost like if you're on the clock. Okay, so whether you at the gym so with that so with that knowledge. So we go back to maturity. You know what you signed. Yeah. You but, know what you agreed to. But let so me, then that's the infraction. Yeah. Well, I, just to jump in just really yeah. quick because what, you, what, what you, you're saying is even though that law is there, but guess who, it's, who it was made for? It was made to keep young black men under control. In check. Yeah. Just like every what, other law throughout what, history. What, so what is the specific MBA so law? So I, I, I read it, but I don't, I don't want to misquote it, so I'm just going to kind of paraphrase. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like if you work at... Uh, you can't be doing anything that represents the NBA. Say, for instance, he's in. They were in the playoffs at the time. Yeah, he may have been traveling from one state to another state because he was out of the state. Yeah. He wasn't even there the, the second time, I think, uh, if I'm correct. But if you're even traveling, yeah, from one place to another place to play a, an NBA game, yeah. Uh, you can't. I think you can't be in possession. So then, then he's caught with it. Then, yeah, here, then here, like, then, like here then here is yeah. then here is my thing, right? So again, prior mm-hmm. military, there's so many. Like, I mean, your mustache length, yeah, your fingernail. Yeah. There's 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 you think rules. John Moran read all of that. So then that's then so that's a maturity thing. Yeah. If you signed a contract, well, you sign that I'm paying, you know, that's the old. Yeah, you signed yeah. a contract. You're held to that contract. You are, and and every letter of the law. I would I would go by that, mm-hmm. and that's part of the maturity thing. Yeah. If you don't want to make fifty million a year and work at, at Kroger, yeah. I'm sure Kroger doesn't have yeah. that law. And, and nothing's wrong working at Kroger. Yeah. No, but, I'm not. I'm, just, I'm, just, no, saying, I'm just saying. But on the, on the totem pole of pay pay uh, dis- yeah, pay, pay disparity. Th- th- that's uh, right. Yeah, a Kroger bad boy. You can be that or be an NBA yeah. player. You yeah. choose. Yeah, he has the ability to play, mm-hmm. and he signed a contract. So on that on that re- in that line in that vein of thought, I'll say, hey, yeah. read your contract. Yeah, um, and that's how I would address that. I was watching Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal talk about this. Mm-hmm. 
And Shaquille O'Neal was like, he don't have nothing else to say about him. But Charles Barkley said, look, I'm from the country. I'm a conservative. I believe in guns, but you'll never see me with one in, in here. Right. Because I know what my contract says. And I would just like, and what it is, somebody in that man's corner is not, he got a, he got a lot of yes men in his corner. Mm-hmm. He don't have people that's like, obviously, hey, yeah. cut it out. Yeah. Hey, because yeah. his parents ain't even calling him saying nothing because they probably happy they got an $8 million house or something yeah, yeah. like that. You know what I mean? And that's... But they should be wanting to protect it. But, yeah. but here, but that's a second People way. don't think like that. Yeah, but... Right. They think it's here today and it's going to stay. Yeah. You don't, a lot of people don't think, yo, I worked and earned this check. Mm-hmm. I need to come back next week and earn another one. Yeah. yeah. They don't think that. Yeah. They think, I got it, let me blow it, and I, I'm mad at everybody because yeah. I don't have it no more. And then Ja... ja. Ja, ja, he'll he'll take care of it when he gets next. <laughs> next, amen. But his, but so I read that Ja, ja was raised in a two parent middle class home. Yeah, uh, I read his father. But one thing his father never did and never does uh, is tell him that he's proud of him, uh, regardless of uh, what his accomplishments are. Uh, but he instead he calls him trash, overrated, and tells him that he sucks. And even after he's done a spectacular, has a spectacular game, he'll still say that you're trash. Now I understand the coaching psychology, psychology behind that, but at the same time, I believe it has to be balanced. But but so negative words from a father, regardless of the intent, I believe will damage a child's emotional intelligence. And one of the 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 the, the greatest factors in emotional intelligence, I found out, is this self-regulation. The ability to control impulses and moods and to think before acting. If I'm if my father, the guy who has the most influence to speak into my life, always speaks negative negative of me, no matter what I accomplish, no matter how well I do, then emotionally and psychologically, that's going to tear down my emotional intelligence and how I do self-regulate and how I respond. But what do you guys think about that? His dad wasn't a role in his life. And when he was there, he mm-hmm. was like, you're a loser. Mm-hmm. You're not good enough. I said, yeah, you scored 50 points, but you suck. Mm-hmm. You know, then that's like, he's never going to be proud of me. Mm-hmm. And I only play ball to make him proud of me. Yeah. Then we go down a bad path. And that happens a lot. You know, and it yeah. happens a lot. But that's not the situation. Mm-hmm. You had this man, they may not have said it in the, on the interview, mm-hmm. but there's no way in the world he was with that man every day. He's 23 years old. For 23 mm-hmm. years, that man ain't never told him he loved him. Mm-hmm. He may have said he's not good enough. Work harder. Right. But that's what got John Moran to be who John Moran is. So he couldn't have been sensitive to it. Like, he couldn't have been hurt. His feelings wasn't hurt. At some point, he would have snapped. Or he wouldn't have made it to the NBA. And I guarantee you, when he made it to the NBA, his dad was right by his side. Mm-hmm. Yep, let's get that check. You know what I mean? Happy or even proud that his son could even get there. So he may be the type of father that is not to... Like, like recently, me and my daughter just had a conversation. I've been raising my daughter since she was born. Mm-hmm. 17 years old, just me and her, right? And I'm always on her. Yeah. I'm always on her. I, I, baby, I know how this world is. I'm giving you the information. Use it, use it, use it. And I'm giving it to her. And you know what I'm not saying? Good job. Not enough. And what she did to me recently, she's only 17, ready to be 18, she said, Dad, you're never proud of me. You always got to be down on me on everything I do. Wow. You, and it's not true. Mm-hmm. It's just what she perceives. Right. And after she told me, I was like, man, whatever. And then I was like, oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's right. Maybe I, I thought about it. I said, but I do say I'm proud of her. I tell her I love her all the yeah. time. Yeah, but that's all she hears is the negative. Yeah. All she hears is the negative. And so I went to her and I sat her down and I said, you know what? I apologize. Yeah. 
you know, my fault because I thought I did it enough. Yeah. Now let me change my approach because right. I can learn. I can learn things too. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I'm not too big to know everything. Yeah. And I was like, so I'm gonna change my approach. So, my daughter's 17 and came at me and told me, and told me that, and I was willing to fix it. Yeah. And can I interject and say this that a, a female will be quicker to come and tell you than a male would. Mm. A male would he will hold that inside. Yeah. And you won't even know. A man can hate you and you not even know it. Mm. But a yeah. woman, she gonna tell you. You gonna know what's on her mind. Yeah. So I, so I guess that's really what that I was saying about could be. Could yeah. be. And that's all. Again, that's all. Those are all scenario. Right. You know that. I, but right, but right. but you made a great point. Yeah. That that he could be. You know, he just hasn't vocalized it, or maybe he has, and his father told him the exact same thing. That I am proud of you, but this is what you need to hear for me to get you where you're going. You know. I. Uh, you guys are talking about my life today, man. This is <laughs> important. So so I grew up with with. Um, Nigerian parents. Mm-hmm. For you, for those of you that don't know, we don't say "I love you." Okay, that's just <laughs> I, I've that's heard not that. that's not something yeah. we do, yeah. right? Your mom might say, "Hey, uh, go get, don't get hit by a car." That's "I love you." I got you. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. And and so, well, let me ask you: Do yeah. you know that though? What? No, no, no. I didn't. So you didn't. Okay. So so for me, this conversation is new to me. Like in the last. 10 years, five years oh, with my own kids. You. It's normal. I didn't feel yeah. any type of way. I just knew this man went and made money, provided his roof. They pay my school fees, you know. Um, you know, we hugging, that was that was nothing. Even till today, my 80-year-old dad, if I go in for a hug, he he, he doesn't open palm. He, mm-hmm. He'll pound me in the back mm-hmm. or something. He, it's very uneasy for yeah. him, right? Um, so, I say that to say the... The way you raise your kids, right? You do you do the best you can, right? Um, culture and you know American. So I have the privilege to have grown up in Nigeria, in America. So, yeah. so it is it is one hundred eighty degrees eight out from how I grew up mm. and how I'm raising my sons. I had that conversation with my youngest, right? So my boys has always been tough love. Yeah. I I ain't got time for it. Mom could cuddle them, but you know, and um. They they thought I hated them, you know. Until recently, I think my old I think that's why my oldest is acting up, you know. But my youngest one time I was talking to him, I was like, "Yeah," well, he was like, "You can't even look at me." I was like, "What are you talking about?" And we had a he drawn out, you know, you know. He almost said some words was like, yeah. "Don't let me come over," you know what I mean? Yeah. But I had to, and so I had that moment where I had to think about it, right? And in this, you know, the journey I went through last year. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I learned is that everybody needs love. Everybody, but and the person but who they needs have it the to, most. Yeah, they have to. Yeah. But we have to receive it in the way we understand it. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, you, can, I can love you. So for me, I, I, I where did I learn from my dad? Yeah, I, I went the on. Way de- that you I were taught. Yeah, That's what I you was. Did. Yeah, yeah, I went on deployments. I, I took on baddest, crazy assignments so that. They can go to the best school. They can live roof mm-hmm. over here. That to me, you know, when I'm facing a missile, like I'm like I'm not coming home. Yeah. To me, that was love. Yeah. That that's not love to them. No. They don't. They don't no. understand any of that. <laughs> right. And so, so my son said, "You don't even tell me you're proud of me." I'm like, he said, "You don't even love me." I, I, and I think about all the stuff I don't built in the rooms and I gave to right. them, and and in my mind. And, but I had, that's but I, but I had to hear yeah. what. What does love mean to them, right? It's just he just wants to talk and me to be interested in the things he's interested Come in. Come on, and, there we go. And I was like, yeah, you know, but I had to pull back and be like, 
No, I love you. But yeah. it's like, no, nah, you don't. And and until and but 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 I had I had to look at it from my point of view. Because I sometimes I don't feel loved. Mm-hmm. But because you don't know how I want to receive love. Yes, and I was like, wow. And it clicked. Yeah. And so now everyone in my house, you know, with love language. And yeah. I had to go learn all <laughs> those things. Right. And that's when it started, you yeah. know, for So with the Moran issue, you're, you, it might be that. Possibly. Where where it's an acting out, right? Yeah. Where you've you never felt like you were, like, so when I say acting out, attention, any mm-hmm. kind of attention. Yeah. If you, you, yeah. Any kind of attention to, to say, to say that's look right. at me. And to say, you and approval, even if it's the wrong yeah. attention. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's the wrong thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're doing attention sometimes. It's a, you're it's getting a cry out. It's yeah. a cry out to say, like my son was, like he was in all these IB programs and all that. He just started failing. Yeah, purposely. He just, yeah, purposely. Yeah. Because, in my opinion, in my assessment, he it was. He would get your attention. Yeah, and, and because that's the only thing. I'm like, man, what your grades, man? Yeah. Get the grades. And so I'll just be like, hey, man, I was. And now I don't even, Ooh, I don't even stress about grades. Man. He graduated. All He's finished all his high school courses in 11th grade. Yeah. He's about to take college classes in his 12th grade. And you, you know, know what he saw? My daughter's doing dual enrollment yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. She's doing yeah. Dual yeah. Enrollment right he now. saw. He saw passion he saw emotions you know what i'm saying that's what they'll be looking for and like you said the attention gets that those emotions even though it's not the emotion that he wants it's one that you know what i'm saying it can still translate as he's he's showing some concern and i and i've gone through it too with both of my my children but uh and that's the difference when i i didn't have my father died when i was graduating from high school and so I remember a, like a negative switch flipped after that. Like when I got involved with, you know, mm-hmm. gang affiliations mm-hmm. and criminal activity and just things, you know what I'm saying, things that I never would have been in because mm-hmm. he did the same thing as far as the, the love language that he spoke was that aggressive, tough, yeah, yeah. you know, and he had us, you know, like fighting kids in the neighborhood and wrestling and, you know, doing all this stuff. My boy, yeah. you can't beat my boy, you know, yeah. this type of stuff. Yeah. But um, after he passed, it was like all all of us, all three of us, me and, all, me and my other two brothers, we, it's just a switch, man. And we just like, like slid down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I used to say that my dad wasn't a good dad because he was really one of the town drunks. Mm-hmm. But he would all, he, but he was active in our lives. He would always come pick us up. He would always come do things with us. You know what I'm saying? He would mm-hmm. always give us money. Yeah. Uh, he would buy us things if we needed. You know, so he was always active, but... I didn't see that because I wasn't translating that again yeah. as as love. That's not how you receive. Yeah, love. yeah. When talking about um, personal convictions and values, mm. what do you guys believe is the strongest factor that drives a young man to make the right decisions and choices? That's true. I don't know if I ever made the right decision. I just made them. You know, yeah. but you learn from them. You know, yeah. and but. In doing that, you, you start to see stuff, you know. And one thing I always go back on, and I say, and I don't, I don't never want to change my life. But if I, if I could have got things different, I always try to figure out how things could have went different for me. I'm okay. not upset where I'm at in my life. I'm actually very happy. I overcame a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But I always be like, I wish my uncle would have came to me and said, "Hey, let me show you how to do this." Mm-hmm. I wish my dad would have fought my mother a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I wish my mom didn't think that I had everything under control. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. You always, even though you may figure it out, you're always yeah. like, I needed that love uh-huh. from people. 
And, and love is very important. You know what I mean? My daughter doesn't like to be hugged. You know what I mean? That's just, she grew up doing that. Night. But I'm not like a girly girl father. I'm a, and she doesn't have a mother for real. You know what I mean? So it's always me and her. Yeah. You know, so when I go to my daughter and give her a hug, she's like, because she acts like me. Because yeah. she, I learned, she is, she, took, she we argued one time and she said, where do you think I get it from? Mm-hmm. And I was like, get what? Her attitude, her temper, everything yeah. she does. Yeah, yeah. She's not listening to what I say. She's watching what I do. Yeah. 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 So she's paying attention yeah. to what I do. So I wish, not wish, but if I would have had more people in my life saying, hey, Jay, you can go to school. Mm-hmm. It's okay to go to school and mm-hmm. get good grades. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, we got we got to make smart sexy again. Yeah, it's, you know it's, what I'm saying. Yeah, that was a time where it was cool to be smart. Yeah, but when you don't have the people around saying that, it's okay. You're looking for somebody to tell you it's okay at a young age. It's okay. We're training. We're training people all the time. We're planting seeds every day, and seeds grow. What do we make? We made up seventy percent water. We watering them seeds. Mm-hmm. Our brain is watering them seeds, and they growing, and then we become that. And then we got to find our way to back ourselves out of what we became that we didn't want to be. And you got everybody trying to pry you back and pull you back and say, oh, you can be better than this. And they mad at you and disappointed. But they don't understand they've been planting seeds for a long time that begin to harvest. You know what I mean? And now they're here. And you think you're going to stop growing corn? <laughs> you know, you no. got a whole field of it. Yeah. What you going to do? Yeah. You know, so I think for, for, for me and the way I see life sometimes, it's just like, be careful the seeds you plant. You know what I mean? Because you're yeah. always planting seeds. And repeating history is what we shouldn't be doing. We should be enhancing history. Yeah. With what we did before, we shouldn't be doing tomorrow. That's yeah. why me, I'm always on a journey of constant improvement every day. I got to improve who I was yesterday. I got to think better than what I was yesterday because I'm not a perfect person. So because I know that. You're in competition with yourself. I'm nobody else. Yeah, to beat the guy you were yesterday. I, that's it. That's it. That's it. Because I have to. And when I do that, my daughter looks at me and she's like, okay. That's why I was able to say, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah. My bad. I wasn't thinking. I didn't remember. I'm not good at this. But it didn't come with a manual. If it did, I would have read it and I would have aced the test. But it didn't, being a parent didn't come with a manual. And I didn't think somebody was going to stick a child in my lap and say, I'm out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so a lot of stuff I think we need to do is always a self-reflection. And then when we self-reflect, we're able to help the next. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know. I'm going- I think I think to answer that question again, I'm, I'm getting pages out of my book in my life. So I when I got kicked out of Morehouse, mm-hmm. right? I um, so to answer the question, I think failure for me. Mm. Um, Learning from your past experiences. Yeah, but but I had to, like I had all the warnings. Like I can tell you, in every failure, I have like four steps. I can tell you mm. where I got the turn left. Signal. Yeah. Turn now, turn now, and I did right. <laughs> And so failure kind of engraved that decision. And it, it's, la- it's more lasting than somebody telling me, right? And where I've been fortunate, I thank God, is that I haven't failed to the point where I died. It was, like, mm, detrimental. Thank right? God, yeah. Yeah, so when, when I got kicked out of my house, I came up with these four tenets. It's like, know yourself, know where you are, know where you're going, be better than yesterday. Mm. When you said that, I was like, man, you really out of my So those four things, right? So iterative, right? You don't know what you're gonna do till you're put in that situation. That's right. Right? So when you make a decision, right? Even with our kids, right? Every decision we've made with our kids, we think it's the right decision. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Ten years from now, you'd be like, oof. Yeah. Lord. Right? So we don't know. Oh my God. We don't Boy, you, know oof. what decisions we're making today yeah. that are gonna be fruitful tomorrow. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. All we have that informs us is, you know, they call it gut feeling, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's really a response to 
your environment, failures that you've had, yeah. right? If you've had an accident, you speeding at 80, you're going to be a little speed shy. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you, so when I went back to Morehouse the second time, right, I'm telling you, it's almost like God was playing a, a, a game with me. Everything that was before me, the first time was before me the second time. Now I was married and I had my Alex with me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, frat brothers, the same frat brothers that were <laughs> there the first time were still there. Yeah. So like, hey man, let's go on this road trip. I, I was like, listen, I said, the devil you. is a liar, right. right? You know, where I wasn't studying, I was in the library till 12 midnight. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So failure for me kind of like directs, you know, but I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. So it only directs something that I've seen before, you know, and, and when I say know thyself, right, is, you know, it's a catchphrase, but we don't know, you don't know what you're going to do. Like you said, a guy called your name or a guy mm -hmm. called your name until he called you that yeah. or until you had an experience, a stimulus that responded to that. You didn't know what you were going to do with that. Yeah. Right. So decisions that for me is just, it's the fear and then fear of failure. Right. I don't try to say. And I know you mentioned it. I don't try to say I'm going to fail. Yeah. But I know what failure felt like. Yeah. Like when I got kicked out of Morehouse, I lost my scar a full ride. I got sent back to the military. I got mm -hmm. demoted. It was yeah. I mean, it was three years of hell. I worked so hard. I mean, it got to the point where the captain told me to put another um package in. That's I mean, I was I was I was determined not to be this person. Yeah. So for me, uh, failure has been like the pivotal, the, like the the, most, the strongest thing, right? But failure of what? Failure of, I'm afraid of failure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that that kind of directs. It's it's a, it's a kind of like a negative way of looking at, it, but but the pain of failure. Yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. it's something I don't want to experience. <clears throat> right. You know. Um, so. And that's a yeah. I mean, that's a great driving factor. I think that's with with all of us. If we if we're if we're uh, in the mindset to learn from yeah. the failure. Yeah. I had this thought that when I looked at, you know, a boy and his characteristics and a man and his characteristics, which I won't go through all of that, but the only difference was, uh, really the biggest difference was that it was responsibility. The boy can make a mess and leave it there and keep going and not even think about the mess that he's made. I mean, i.e., he may have a child. He can leave to be raised by the mother or whoever. You know, he can go on about his life. But a man will either, number one, make a mess and he'll stop and clean it up. Or he'll come upon the mess and say, somebody needs to do something about that. And he thinks to himself, I might as well since I'm here. So... Those are the biggest difference. And responsibility, when I kind of broke the word down, is just the ability to respond. And most boys are not mature enough to respond or be a, or accountable to the thought just triggering in their mind to say, I made this mess. And there's a possibility that it's going to inconvenience me if I leave it here. That there's a possibility that someone else may come along and my mess may trip them up. So, so they, they don't, they're not responding. Now, they may think about it. Dang, I need to clean my room up. Dang, I made that mess in the kitchen. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't clean up behind myself. Or I made this bad decision. Or whatever the case may be. But a man is mature enough 
in his thinking to respond to situations at the time that he sees it, that something needs to be done. And I think that that's really the biggest difference between a boy and a man. And it's possible that John Morant just hadn't gotten to the point where he's responding properly to the messes that he's making. Yeah, that, that makes I totally agree with you. Just to piggyback off what you're saying, um, when you said boy versus man, and I, I said to myself when I first heard the topic, I said there's really no difference except for the fact that a man has to take responsibility. That's it. I still play my PlayStation 5. But you know when I play my PlayStation 5? Come on. When I'm sitting at home and I have nothing, and everything is done. <laughs> After I don't went to work and hustled and I'm off work and everything's clean, the grass is cut, the yard is That's done. That's right. The kids are at school. They don't want to work. I don't fix their cars. Everything's good. Then I can sit down and say, let me have a little fun. Yep. Well, my fun only lasts about an hour before I'm back to work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and a, a man understands that he has a job. Yeah. And his job is making sure everything in that house is taken care of and everybody in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and being responsible in his life. You know what I mean? Um, so... For, for, that's what I thought when yeah. I said it. I said, because I, I think, I've, you know, what it says in the Bible somewhere, but, um, when I was a child, I act as a child, but when I grew up, I put away my childish that's things. That's right. I, I used to think that I shouldn't play basketball no more, and I shouldn't no, play video no, games. No. And that's what I used to thought. Yeah, and then as I yeah. grew up, I said, that was a metaphor. That's right. My childish things was my actions. That's right. The way I responded to that's things right. or the things that I did. That's right. I was supposed to leave that alone. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to go keep dibbling right. and dabbling in that. I'm supposed to say I'm the a man. The childish now. thing was doing it all day long and it wasting your time right. you're not able to accomplish anything. Right. I don't comment yeah. I don't make no money, but I'm still sitting there playing the same game that's gonna be here tomorrow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I become that's what you that's what when people call adults, you're being childish. That's exactly it. Yeah. And when an adult don't get the fact that they're being childish, they Come on, let's sit down and talk a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But other than that, that's where yeah. a boy and a man is not much different besides the fact that what they comprehend and what they do about it. I that's totally agree it. with you, yeah. yeah. I, uh, we've talked about this, I think, on the last podcast. was um, I, I deal with this thing about relativity. I you know, I grew up in Nigeria, and I grew up, and I had, I've had time here, too. And I, the definition of a man is different yeah. in, in yeah. places, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like, what? So as I pondered this. Uh, that's why I came up with maturity, right? Okay. And I like we talked about responsibility, accountability. Mm -hmm. I think that that is the dis discernible difference is that um, a boy has the has the the privilege mm -hmm. to not be accountable. He has the has the leeway to not be responsible until until yeah. because it's not an age factor. No, it can't be an no, age factor no, no, because no. we know we it's have an example. Until the consequences yeah. are able to be until, unleashed upon him. Yeah. Also, mm -hmm. ownership of the consequences, yeah. right? So I right, can, right. I can, uh, so I can be a man and not understand the consequence of my actions. That's right. Or be, or be accountable, or right. be responsible. So you can saying? continue to get those same. Yeah, yeah. Results, you keep, you keep learning the same. Yeah, but you're not taking ownership, mm -hmm. right? Um, so, so that's why maturity for me is because I can make an error. I can have a kid. You know, I didn't unplanned or whatever, mm -hmm. and I'm like, ain't my, ain't my, you know. Yeah, it ain't or, mine. Or, like in minister society. Oh yeah, or I can be like, man, I need to, I need to step up. Need a man up, yeah. Right, and and I think it's those actions that define, you know, like my my son, my son at home right now doesn't care. What is in the bank account? When he opens that fridge, <laughs> when he opens that fridge, there better be something over here. Yeah. He goes in that garage. His 
40, 42 gram protein shakes better be in there because they deliver <laughs> Amazon. He does not give a yeah, and he and he'll look at me like, oh, what's up? No yeah. delivery, you know. That's a that's a yeah, go grocery shop, right? Ah, on the other hand, my boss can talk to me any kind of way. She can call me a fool, an idiot. You know what? I ain't saying nothing back to her mm-hmm. because I got to make this money to put a roof over the head. That's the difference. Yeah. Is that I understand. The gravity yeah, of being a that's man. That's right. Your decisions, he, how they affect yeah, other my, people. My and son yourself. is my son is a male. He 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 came home and napped. He don't care. He don't care where the light bill. He don't care me. He doesn't. He didn't ask me, Dad. You know, yeah. how was your day? He just yeah. went and took a nap. Yeah. That's a boy. Yeah. yeah, that's it, man. That's it. Well, listen, man. Our time here has definitely been productive, um, and I thank you guys for joining me on the podcast today.